What's up, Gathering fam? This is the Walking Together podcast, and I'm sitting here with uh, John. Hello. And Gary. How's it going? What's up, man? <laughs> Say hey to everybody. Hey to everybody. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, so we were talking about what we're uh, going to discuss on the podcast today, and the, the theme that just kind of popped up was uh, justification. And it was actually kind of based on Gary's idea. So, loosely. <laughs> loosely. I think that's uh, fair to say. But, um, yeah, so I'm just going to start with the start with the question. What is, what is justification? Uh, I wrote down this definition of uh, the action of declaring or making righteous in the sight of God. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I always heard uh, just an easy way to remember it is justification is uh, just as if I never sinned. That's good. It's stuck with me. That's right. I think of like the law, right? So when, when somebody breaks the law, they're accountable for breaking the law and and uh, and they experience the, the punishment from that. Right. From the government or whatever, whoever uh, upholds the law, um, and then the justification is you, you, when you stand in front of a judge, you've got to justify your actions, why you did what you did. Mm-hmm. I, first time I got a, a speeding ticket, I remember like going in there thinking, "Am I supposed to have a lawyer for this? Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do?" Yeah, <laughs> and then I go in there, and the judge is like you know, uh, guilty or not guilty. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, I was definitely speeding. <laughs> you know, uh, It's rule number one, John, you're never supposed to admit guilt. <laughs> yeah. uh, Unless you're a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I've always thought of it too. Cause I mean, that is, that's kind of the idea that scripture gives us too. It's like a, uh, a courtroom mm-hmm. kind of mentality. And then Jesus steps in and goes, I got you. Right. He's our lawyer. Yeah. So I immediately thought of Ephesians 2 because we yeah. just finished going through Ephesians and, and on the Wednesday night uh, connect group. So I'm going to read it to you if that's cool. So we're going to go Ephesians 2 starting in verse... I'm going to start in verse 4. So it says, uh, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ. Even though we were dead in our trespasses, you are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his greatness. Of his grace. Sorry, not greatness. In this greatness, <laughs> through through His kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves; it is a gift from God, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which He prepared ahead of time for us to do. I think that one deserves a woo. Yay! <laughs> so you're saying that we are saved. By grace, through faith, and not by our works? 
Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so no matter what you do around here, Gary, no, no matter well, how many walls you paint or was, how many fences you build, well, I was trying to be justified. <laughs> you can retire now. I was trying. To, yeah, you can I was retire. Trying now. to be justified. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Go That's take right. it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean that—that that is a very important distinction because. Um, you know, not not everybody lives that, and mm. you know, not everybody believes that because, uh, you know, I've heard it said a lot that the one distinction that Christianity has is that we don't have to earn mm-hmm. our salvation. That's right. Other religions, man, it's all about what you do uh, or what you say. You have to work to get there. Right. Right. Um, and I think there's uh, another important thing in there is because um, you're justified from something and then you're justified to something. Mm-hmm. So even in talking about justification, yes, we can understand that. Uh, well, and it, it's difficult to understand ma- majority of times because we still try to earn it. Uh, it's just a habit that I think we fall into sometimes. Uh, but... We, we can never forget that we are justified from something and justified to something. Because uh, then that's when we can rightly understand justification and actually um, fall into it. I was about to say work in it, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> don't work in it, right? And God works on our behalf. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And I even think like that I love that, which you just laid out there. And it made, it made me think of, like, in, in the way that scripture is laid out that we just read, it says we're saved by grace through faith. So right. it's kind of the same, same concept. It's, a, it's, you know, by God's grace that we're saved. So it's nothing that we did. It's nothing, nothing that we could obtain through being awesome. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know, man. I'm pretty and, awesome. And, yeah, and yeah. it's accessed <laughs> through faith. Right. Um, which is... Which is the the meat of that for me because because i mean a lot of people take that that scripture um we're saved by grace through faith and and they kind of like cherry pick it and go um you know we're we're saved by grace and they're they're focused in on the grace side of things right which is which is awesome you know <laughs> yeah we should celebrate that we should pump we should be pumped about that but then he tells us how <laughs> through right. faith. Faith in what? <laughs> right. Faith in faith. And then and so define faith. That's right. you know exactly. that's, that's where I go from there. Define faith. What is faith? What is yeah? Do you oh, just okay. give me your definition? Well, I think uh, scripture lays it out clear in Hebrews eleven. Okay, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. A plus. Thank you. Now break that down so that people like me can understand that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay, so uh, the way I I best understand faith is actually understanding the arc of redemption. Um, Because I think you have to start there. The reason that faith is the evidence of things not seen uh, is because we can see that, um, well... Yeah, all through Hebrews eleven, right? Abraham. Yeah, Abraham, uh, Moses, uh, all the, just the, all the heroes of faith mm-hmm. uh, that it mentions, but they didn't see it. They had heard about it. They had. They knew that salvation was coming. They just didn't know how, <laughs> you know, and um, 
but it was an absolute trust in God. Mm-hmm. That's where their faith derived from. Again, it wasn't their actions, but it was their faith that brought about justification. So when when God spoke to Abraham, Abraham believed God. God made promises to Abraham. And God uh, and Abraham just believed him by faith. Right. Just he was convinced that God had the power to do what he had promised. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain that. Does that help? That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and that's exactly what I was like leaning into is like that. To me, that's faith, right? Like faith is. It's like sitting in this chair, right? Like I'm, if I've never sat in in a chair, period, my whole life, yeah. <laughs> um, which which is it's safe, you could yeah. sit there. <laughs> so so I, I see this object and and I test it out. Like, is this gonna hold me up? And you know, kind of touching it and going, is that you know, will that support my weight? And I kind of ease down into the seat. That's not faith, right? Faith is, uh, I've sat in that chair and I yeah. know I know that that will hold me up. So it, it it's to me it's it's belief that determines action. Yes. So it's yes. it's uh, I believe in such a way Followed that it action. changes what comes next <clears throat> from right. me. Yeah, that's that is a very important followed part. by action. Cuz is it's not faith if it's not followed by something. Mhm. And it's and it's not and and that's to me that's that's what Paul was trying to explain there when when he's talking about the you know the faith and works like you know without faith right. you know without works faith is or faith without works is dead right, sorry my brain right. was not wrapping yeah, around James, that sentence James um, without without faith or without say it again faith without works faith is without dead. works is dead right <laughs> so so if if the works aren't a a result of faith then it's just empty works, right? Right. Um, if the faith is is just head knowledge and a a verbalized belief, yep. Um, and there's no there's no evidence of that mm-hmm. uh, in your actions, then your work your your faith is dead. You right. Know, there's there's no real faith there. So, and I think that's what Paul was trying to say. Is yeah. You know, when you when you if you truly believe that he is who he says he is and that he's done what he said he did, um, and that you are like we just read seated with him in heavenly places yeah. above all power and authority of the unseen world, then when you step out to do things that he's calling you to, you step out with a little bit more boldness because you believe right. that he is what he who who he says he is and that you are who he says you are. Yep. And so um, that that was going to be my next question, but you, you jumped right into it. Uh, is the the faith without works is dead? So that does seem to be the tension that people feel whenever they read the New Testament. Is in one hand we read Ephesians and it says um, uh, you can't get saved by works, <laughs> right? And then you have James who says, "But faith without works is dead." And I think that. Uh, we're we're talking about how to strike a good balance, but what are what do you actually do in that? Like talking the work side, I guess, really. But uh, how do we make sure that we're actually balancing those two things well? You got to start with God as the as the foundation of that stuff, right? So 
I mean, I had, I, don't, I forget who I had this conversation with the other day, but like one of the most common conversations that I have with believers is I wish God would just tell me what he wants me to do. <laughs> like I wish I knew the will of God in my life. And, and I always respond with, well, have you read the word? <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's the same mission for all of us. Right. You know, it's the expression of that's going to look a little bit different because he put things specifically in you that he didn't put in others. Um, but, but the mission's the same. Uh, what we're called yep. to is the same. So it's about walking into that. Uh, and we can't do that if we're not spending time with them and, and spending time in the word, getting to know why we are. You know, I met a lot of people in many different churches, and I know you all have too, that are good people. They do a lot of good things for the church. They, they, they wear their Sunday school pins with pride, you know, and they've never missed a service and they're always doing the right things and feeding the poor. And is that going to save them? Mm-mm. Is that count as righteousness before God? No. And, but, but James says, you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Um, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So, so we're not saved by the works. But when we get saved, when we come to that faith in Jesus Christ, then we'll produce good works. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know if that's a... Kind of fits in with what we're talking about, but um, when we talk about being justified, I know that when when we come to the faith in Christ, that now we're no longer justified by our works, but now we're justified by what He's done for us, shedding His blood on the cross. Right. You know, so now when God looks at us, he sees, he looks at us and he sees through us and sees the righteousness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I don't say things very clear sometimes. <laughs> no, I thought that was so, perfect. That's why know, I'm not saying anything. Straight. Yeah. Straight. <laughs> you know, I couldn't have said I, it any I better. T- I can take correction. Just help me out here. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I think all that does point to um, what justification is and, uh, you know, what we're justified from and to. Um, I I, want to read y'all something. This is one of my favorite uh, bands. It's a a band called Beautiful Eulogy. Um, And in it, they actually had a sermon uh, excerpt. about faith. So this is what part of that excerpt uh, says. Um, Authentic faith is not merely believing in God. It is believing God, taking God at his word, living in obedience to his revelation, whatever the cost, because you know down deep in your bones that God will always do what he says, that his speaking is his doing. And so, first time I ever heard that, I was like, 
wow, like that's actually, that's good. I mean, it's not believing in God. Because what does James say? Even the devils believe. Hey, they believe and they tremble. Right. (laughs) And so we have to be more than just that. Our faith has to be um, expressed, right? But a little bit later, uh, he says, um, uh, your faith instinctively strengthens in direct proportion to the expansion of the object of your faith. Okay, so breaking that down a little bit. Your faith will grow whenever your knowledge of God grows. Like a goldfish. (laughs) Care to explain? (laughs) (laughs) They say a goldfish only grows as large as the container it's in, right? Right. Oh, that's pretty good. So if you, um, you know, when we, uh, I think it was A.W. Tozer that said, you know, as men entertain high and low thoughts of God, um, you know, it's the, I don't want to quote it wrong. You want me to look it up? Yeah, if you look it up. Um, but basically the concept was what you just said. You know, like when, when you have a big, great big view of God, um, that's that's what defines us and, and what we're capable of in Him. Um, when we, right. when like you just said in that song there, His, his, um, uh, how did he, how did they word it? His word is his speaking is his doing. His speaking is his doing. Um, you know, I think of I immediately went to that verse. You know, his word leaves and never returns void. Right. Um, you know, he's when he spoke things into creation. You know, like he he spoke the words and boom, there it was. Yep. Um, and and just the the power of the spoken word. I mean, it's all throughout the Old and New Testament. Um, you're looking in uh, the patriarchs speaking blessings over their children, uh, yeah. and then them coming to fruition later. Yep. Um, the things that the prophets spoke, and and then seeing those things come come to fruition in Jesus, and some of it happening today. You know, right, and like right. just the you got the quote. Uh, yeah. So this I don't know if this is the right one, but it says uh, a low view of God is the cause of a hundred lesser evils. A high view of God is the solution to ten thousand temporal problems. That's a good one. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, I'll pull good. it up. Who, who I was about that? to say I don't know if that's. Oh uh... yeah, A. W. Tozer. Searching, searching, searching. We'll probably okay, edit this go. part I, out. I've got it. Okay. Yeah. So um, hold on. I had it, and then it disappeared. <laughs> All right, here we go. Darn smart what, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. The history of mankind will probably show that no people has ever risen above its religion. A man's spiritual history will positively demonstrate that no religion has ever been greater than its idea of God. Worship is pure or base as the worshiper and entertains high or low thoughts of God. Mm. Yeah, that's not what I read. That's big deep. That's stuff, good. But yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the that's the concept. Is if you have a little tiny view of your God, your God's not capable of much. Right. Um, you know, if you if you have a huge view and and a huge faith that uh, that your God is like our God, <laughs> you know, omniscient, omnipresent, right. you know, in control of everything. Uh, then when we step out in faith because he's called us to something, then there should be zero doubts 
right. that God's going to come through, even if we don't understand in the process of what's going on around us, how right. he's going to do it. Right. Think of Joseph. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, Joseph got thrown down in the pit and, yep. and then he went through this long period of his life where it was just persecution after persecution. And then all of a sudden here he is, he's, you know, he's second in command of Egypt, <laughs> Egypt and, right. and, his, and his brothers are bowing down before him. Like, like yeah. his dream, you yep. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And what you intended for evil, God intended for good. But I, yeah. I like to believe that that you know Joseph, along that process, was walking by faith in what God had showed him. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And so, and he never stopped and complained and whined. <laughs> we don't read about it, <laughs> right? Yeah, we don't have to read about it, <laughs> right. Yeah. right? But but I mean, even look at David, right? Look at the Psalms, like yeah. he's the ups and downs there, man. He's like yep. he's like, God, you're so awesome. I love yeah. you. You just destroyed my enemies. You're the man. And then he's like, Oh, where are you, dude? This is yeah. crazy. <laughs> right. I can't believe you put me here. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. And so, um, kind of tying it back into the justification side, like whenever you have that. A big view of who God is and what He does, and uh, just His just His nature, because I, I think that's something that we uh, too often overlook. I think we make God so much like ourselves sometimes, uh, not saying that He's not. We are made in His image, right? But God is always who and what He says He is, right? Um, so whenever we have that big view of God, knowing that he is omniscient, omnipresent, uh, omnipotent, you know, all knowing, all powerful, um, what, what does that cause us to think about justification? Um, how do we think differently about it? Like, what should it make us think? Gary, that was a big sigh. Good. I just... I have all kinds of thoughts about it. I don't know how to put them all in words. <laughs> Articulation. <laughs> say that one more time. You'll have to edit part of this out. But say that for somebody that's, you know, <laughs> doesn't have the... <laughs> for somebody who reads the NLT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't hey, read that's it. me. <laughs> hey, don't try to explain it to me in King James. Tell me... NLT or NIV. <laughs> so whenever we have a big view of God, what does that make us think about justification? Or what should it make us think about justification? Um, is that Did that... Hmm. You got to understand the gospel. You got you to gotta understand right. like the whole narrative of... of what the Bible is, uh, the whole story there. Right. Who God uh, is. Who who and, God is, who and, we were intended to be, the fall and, and redemption. It, yeah. <laughs> and what it takes for us to be redeemed. That's because it. if you don't understand what it takes what it took to be redeemed and and how can you understand um forgiveness? How can you understand um, a right relationship with mm-hmm. God. If you don't, if you don't have that concept of how big God is, so where do people get that concept? Where, where, how do, how do we access that? If I'm, if I'm John on the street out there, who's, who's never, never heard, the gospel. never heard the gospel, and never, never had anybody share it with him. Where do you get that? Well, from the Word. 
Yeah, but I guess, yeah, so that's, you open up a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> because now you're, but it's all the same. <laughs> right. That's the thing is none of this is disconnected. And that's why I love the name of this podcast is that it's walking together. Because... Because we didn't, we didn't have a, we don't have a list of things that like we're not just going through a right. checklist of conversations. You know, right, this is, right, right. It's not a checklist. We're it's just, not. It's it's real. Like we're when you when you're walking through this with somebody else. Mm-hmm. When when you're going, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to wrap my head around justification. Like, what does it mean that we're justified? What does it mean that we're yeah. clothed in His righteousness? Right. That that when I stand in front of God. He doesn't see me for the worm that right. I am. Anymore. That's right. <laughs> right. He see he sees his son and he sees the the purity and the the perfection of who Christ is and and he doesn't see the the mess and the the destruction of of who I was. Right. Was. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's, so, so that's another important part about justification. Is that whenever you are justified, you are justified. That's it. Right? And so, that is the old man. Dead and gone. We're not Lazarus and him. I just turned that into a verb. So, uh, ho- hopefully I didn't share this story in the last time that we, we did the podcast because it, um, it super relates. Um, I, about 10 years ago... Um, Maybe not quite 10 years ago, somewhere in there. Uh, I was in Southern Pines, North Carolina, and uh, our youth pastor at the church that I was going to was speaking to the main church, um, and he was given a message on uh, how when we leave God's presence, that it should be obvious to the people around us that we've been in God's presence. Hmm. And uh, he was sharing the story, and he was like, you know, uh, with the youth, I took all the youth together. We did this backyard Bible study thing. We had this bonfire in their backyard. Well, I was wearing Chuck Taylors, and, you know, they have the little rubber cap on the toe, and he was was standing too close to the fire. (laughs) And his shoes started to melt. (laughs) So so he backed off from the fire, and, you know, they finished out the night or whatever, and he, he goes home. And uh, he said when he walked in the door, his wife immediately knew that they had a bonfire, yeah. right? Because A, his shoes were melted, but, <laughs> but, but B, smelled like a campfire yeah. right, when he walked in. Um, and his wife made him go take a shower. And he was using that as a, as a Illustration. analogy for, yeah. you know, when, when, you send someone, or when you leave God's presence to the world around you, you should, should see it on you. Well, while he was speaking that, I had this vision. And um, it was basically an Old Testament believer taking a proper sacrifice up to an altar. He's climbing the, climbing the steps with a lamb in his arms, lays it down on the altar, and he's getting ready to do a proper sacrifice as God laid it out for the Israelites. Um, and then it flashes from that to a modern-day believer dressed like us in mm-hmm. modern-day clothes. And this modern-day believer's clothes catch on fire and burn off and then his flesh starts to burn off and as his flesh is burning off it's being regenerated yeah and new brand new flesh a a brand new man is being created as the old man fell off and it was god's way of showing me what today's proper sacrifice is um you know be a living sacrifice right Mm. um and it's it's no longer us but christ in us right just like the scriptures so So when we walk that out and we allow God to burn off the old man, 
there was a lot of things that came from that for me, lessons that came from that as I went yeah. back and recalled that and thought about the different aspects of that vision. It was definitely a God thing. Cause my hand, my brain does not come up with stuff like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but when, when you're burnt, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's messy and ugly when mm-hmm. things burn, when, yes. um, that's part of the process. Right. I think a lot of times we get to this place where we focus in on the ugliness of who we were. Yeah. And we focus in on the 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 trials that we're going through and the difficulty of those things and the um just the grit that comes through that season of God breaking things off of you. And it's a continual season. Right. Right. Um but as things are broken off of us that although that is painful, um when the new man is there, when when we experience the 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 gifts that God places us in, in us in the spirit, and the manifestations of that in our lives, uh, it's the difference between walking in curses and walking in blessings. Mm, right. Amen. Yep. Amen. I mean, and that so, and that's the next step after justification, right? Is the sanctification is what you were sanctification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, it just even that points to the fact, like it. it it's a walk. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. It sure doesn't is. happen overnight. We don't become perfect people. <laughs> That's right. Um, I have a really hard time with the with the theological terms of things. Like, sure. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm a creative type, right? So like, yeah. I don't. So so when you were saying you how you had that vision of burning off the flesh, and you're putting on the new man. Well, that's that's scriptural. That's when we're commanded to put off the misdeeds of the flesh, to put mm-hmm. off those things, that takes sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? And as you're putting off those things in the flesh, those works, those all those deeds and things, you're, you're, you're getting rid of those. And at the same time, you're putting on the, the clothes of, of, of Christ. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. make you more righteous, but sanctified, right? right. Sanctification work. Right, but but isn't that what you're saying? You're yeah. putting off the, the misdeeds of the flesh, right? Absolutely, and in Christ. That's the, of course that's sanctification. I don't think that you can do anything to be more justified, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> once once you're declared justified by God, which is only through the blood of Jesus Christ and and putting our faith in Him, that's when we're that's justification, right? right. Where He mm-hmm. sees us as justified. And then, and then sanctification is putting off those things. That's and putting on the new, um, the new life. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, all I was saying is like just the just the the terminology of those things was scary to me. Like as yeah. a as a new believer, um, you know, step, stepping into. I mean, the culture that I was stepping into was a very heady, cerebral type. Yeah culture right like it was yep. you know, using words like justification and sanctification you don't hear those anywhere else in the world <laughs> right, right? Like, <laughs> right. Uh, so, so, yeah, so how, how do you how do you take that and 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 make that real to somebody who's lived a simple life and right. and who has um you know come from a complete external culture um yep. i think that we've got to be careful about that as as Absolutely. teachers as pastors as uh, as the people of god when we go out into the world that we're not 
we're not lording it over them as the Gentiles right. did. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like, you know, as, as we're leading, we're, we're serving the people around us and we're going, you know what? Um, I can explain justification without using the word justification. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, right, like, right. No, and I think that's important. And I don't think I, there's anything wrong with it, right, but I'm just right. saying like for, for when in Rome, you know, right. I, but I, I will say this though, too, like it, it's just part of meeting people where they're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause that's part of the walk too. Um, you know, and, and, cause and it, maybe, that's, and maybe like, that's my language. Yeah. I was about to say, maybe yeah. the people you're meeting are very cerebral, but you know, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. it's in a college environment where you're, you know, you're really digging in and, yeah. um, into the intellectual side of things and you, you know, you're, you're hitting on those deep things like that and it's in an astutiate <laughs> right, you know, right, right. type place. Um, Completely appropriate in that environment. Yep. When you're talking to a crackhead on the street, it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Sanctification, what <laughs> yeah. you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, all that pointing back to, um, you know, even if we understand the definition for justification and sanctification, you got to walk it out. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. Underst- not understanding the definition, but walking it out mm-hmm. and being able to communicate it in, in any way. And right? I, and I think that's the, that's the other cool side of it is like, you know, whether it's the crackhead on the street that everybody has identified as the crackhead. Right. Or the college professor yep. that everybody has identified as the, you know, the teacher and the, you know, the, the professor right. mentality. Um, both of those people are on a level playing field in God's eyes. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and they were both fearfully and wonderfully made. That's it. And when we see them for who they can be and who they were meant to be in Christ, rather than for who's standing in front of you, yep. and then you treat them as that, then you give that person an opportunity to grow into what they were created to be. Right. But when you, but when you, you address that person for where they're at rather than for where God God sees them. Yeah. Uh, then you limit them to that identity. Sorry, that was just we've been talking about. So right, I, right. Um, I've got a discipleship group that meets on Monday, or Tuesday mornings, and we we dove into identity this week. So oh, uh, right, so when we started talking about that, and and I just you know struck a chord there with the yeah yeah with the the places that different people sit in different different places and and who they or who they identify themselves as who the world identifies them as or you know whatever um right. if we don't start with god and, right. and build everything else off of that we're just going to miss it it doesn't right. matter which end of that spectrum we're <laughs> exactly on. And, I, and i think out of that comes humility you know out of yeah. that out of that comes patience out of that, you know you know like a, 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 all the fruits of the spirit come out of starting with the spirit, right? Right. Like, well, right. when we start there, and we and we understand who we were created to be and what for, and uh, build everything else off of that. And it's like you were saying earlier. If you don't understand how you got to where you needed just needed to be justified, right? Um, you got to start from the beginning. Yeah, like you said, you meet that fellow on the street that's that's lost. How do you? Explain to him justification, uh, mm-hmm. so that he can, so that he can know the Lord. What what makes him want to be justified? Mm-hmm. In other words, 
I think that's why I always start with identity, man. Like, because because there's such an identity crisis in this world. Like, the, I, I mm-hmm. think that's one of the biggest tools of the enemy, is that he will tell you that you're not good enough. He'll tell you that oh, you're, yeah. you know that you are this or that. He'll tell you that you're the crackhead. Like, I was I had a drug problem growing up, right? So, right. Um, I had people speak that over me, and when you when you're in that place it's hard to see yourself as anything other than that. Yeah. 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 Um, When you're a CEO or executive of a company, it's hard to see yourself as anything other than that. Right. You know, like if you don't come back and define us humans for what we actually are, um, you know, every individual was fearfully and wonderfully made. We were all created on purpose for a purpose. Yep. And God designed this whole world around that. Yeah, and and the whole story of creation to fall, creation of fall to redemption, and then Christ's return is is all wrapped around what God intended from the beginning. Right, right. Like he he knew us before the foundation of the world. He created them male and female. He created them in His image. Yeah, that's good. You know, I didn't have a drug problem growing up, <clears throat> but I was always. Um, told that I would never amount to be anything because I was kind of a, a hoodlum and mis- always in mischievousness, you know. And, and it was, they were always, pe- people, adults, were always telling me I was never going to be anything. And and you believe that, you know. So now you're, you, I get a little older and you're thinking, well, how am I ever going to be right? How You know, people started to begin, to, at a point in my life, people began telling me about, Christ, you know, and mm-hmm. you would listen and stuff and say, you can, you can, you can go to heaven and you can haul this out. So I'm thinking to myself, how in the world am I ever going to be justified or good enough? How am I, what, what's going to make me good enough to ever get to heaven? Mm-hmm. I don't think about it as justification. I just think, how am I going to be good enough to ever make it to heaven? But then when, when somebody introduced me to Christ, all of a sudden I, received by faith that salvation and began to understand oh i get to go to heaven now i'm Mm -hmm. justified but i didn't understand what that was you know and i hope that makes sense yeah yeah (laughs) no that makes perfect sense and i think that's the process like maybe that's a good segue for next time like our next process of diving into sanctification yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and and blessings and curses right like curses yeah are are you is are they both coming from the same mouth (laughs) right Right? yeah right um yeah should not be so yeah well, hot and cold water cannot come from the well, same. Can I read? Uh, uh, can I read one scripture that, that means a lot to me as far as yeah, being sanctified? Was. Absolutely. And it's a very familiar scripture, uh, Romans three, twenty three. It starts: For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus. When he freed us from the penalty of our sins. And I'm going to read one more. 25. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. The sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. Well, what I'm saying is this is how God declares us righteous. Mm -hmm. It's through 
our faith in Jesus Christ. Yep. And then, of course, from the faith in Jesus Christ, then the work, the good works are produced, right? Right. It's not that the good works are going to get us righteous before God, but it's the good works that we're going to do after we receive God's glorious, wonderful justification, you know? <laughs> right. Anyway. That's no, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's, good. Good. that's good, man. Yeah. All righty, y'all. That was a good, that was a good discussion. Um, and thank you, Gary, for bringing it up. I know you probably didn't expect to uh, talk about it for 45 yeah. minutes, but yeah. I think that was a great discussion because it has fallen right in line with just uh, what we've been talking about on Sunday morning, uh, you know, getting into, you know, moving from Genesis, Exodus, now into Leviticus. I think it was really good to go over. So thank you. Yeah, so that was this week's episode of Walking Together. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or anything, uh, you can visit gatheringsurfcity.com slash WTP. The WTP stands for Walking Together Podcast. So on that uh, website, you can actually go on and listen to other episodes. Uh, or at the bottom of the page, uh, you can send us an email with that form that is there. So thank you again for listening. Tune in for next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.